the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God calls all of us and gives all of us different responsibilities within the family. Whether you're a husband or a wife, father, mother, child, whatever it may be, we have these responsibilities. God, God ordained responsibilities within the family. Well, Esau, he has already demonstrated he didn't care about his family responsibilities. He's, he's profane. He's godless. He doesn't care about anything spiritual. Jacob knows that. And so Jacob said, sell me your birthright. In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you that everyone has responsibilities within the family unit. No one is left out. As fathers and mothers, you're called to care for and lead your family towards Christ. As husband and wife, you're called to care for one another. As children, you're called to be obedient to your parents. We all have our own responsibilities. This models the body of Christ. In the body of Christ, each part is different, but works together for the good of the greater whole. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 25 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Ever try to sit on the couch and pray for hours? It's really, really hard to do. You usually fall asleep in five minutes. Why is it? Why can't I stay up watching TV till three o'clock in the morning, but I can't stay up and pray till three o'clock in the morning? Because there's the flesh and the spirit. And they're both in a war. Why am I like this? Well, there's two nations inside of you. That's why. Your flesh is fighting against the spirit, so you don't do the spiritual things you want to do or wish that you would do. Romans chapter 7, this is exactly what Paul talks about. I don't do the things I want to do. And I do the things I don't want to do. And then it gets to the end of chapter 7. Who will deliver me from this body of death? It's like I've got this dead body I'm dragging around with me that keeps me and prevents me from doing the things that I really want to do. We've got the flesh, we've got the spirit. There's this war going on inside of each of us as believers. And this is why the Bible tells us we have to crucify the flesh daily. Jesus said you have to take up your cross daily. Galatians 5.24 says those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Every day we have to choose to put our flesh on the cross and put the flesh to death. Romans 13, 14 says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts and desires. Make no provision for the flesh. Don't accommodate your flesh. Don't indulge your flesh. Starve your flesh. Starve your flesh and feed the spirit. 
how do we do that? How do we feed the Spirit? We feed the Spirit by spending time with the Lord in Bible study, in prayer, in fellowship with other believers, ministering to other people in the name of Jesus Christ, serving the Lord. That's how we, we feed the Spirit. Instead of feeding the flesh, we feed the Spirit so that the Spirit grows and hopefully the flesh withers. So now verses 24 to 26 we come to and Here we have the record of the birth of the twins. Verse 24. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red. (laughs) He was like a hairy garment all over. What a a beautiful baby, right? Uh. So they called his name uh, Esau. He's red, he's ruddy, he's very hairy all over. Uh, So they name him Esau, which means hairy. Not Harry, like short for Harold, but Harry. You know, they put a lot of thought into these names. I don't think they bought one of those baby name books ahead of time. Verse 26. Afterward, his brother came out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. And we're told Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. Jacob means heel catcher. He grabs onto Esau's heel, and we'll call him heel catcher. Sounds good. Verse 27. So the boys grew. Now, verse 27 is a real important verse for us here today. So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in Now, Esau and Jacob could not be more different or more opposite of each other. It is remarkable how different your children can be from each other. They've come from the same parents. They grew up in the same home and they they can be completely different. You know, if you've got if you've got three kids, you've got three opposite kids. It doesn't matter how many kids you have. You know, they, 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 they can have different interests, different abilities, different passions, different giftings, different likes, and and so on. Every child is uniquely made by God. Esau here, he's described kind of as a rugged boy uh, who liked to hunt, and he was really good at hunting, while his brother, Jacob, is described as a mild man, dwelling in tents. Jacob was a homebody who liked herbal teas and essential oils and romantic comedies and, and that kind of thing. Now listen, listen, I say that as a joke because that is usually how Jacob is portrayed because of this verse. Jacob is usually portrayed as kind of a a mama's boy who likes to stay at home, right? While Esau, his brother, is usually described as this manly man, an outdoorsman who likes to kill stuff. Jacob has received a really bad rap. Uh, Because of this verse, he's really misunderstood because of this verse. And so I want to try to rescue Jacob's reputation a little bit for us so that we really understand what the text is saying. Because what the text is saying is is very profound, but usually it's taken the wrong direction. Yes, Jacob and Esau were opposites of each other, but it's not because one was a homebody and one was an outdoorsman. First of all, When it says Esau was a man of the field, that does not mean that he just he liked the outdoors 
It doesn't mean that Esau was into, you know, camping and backpacking and canoeing and shopped at REI. That's not what it's saying here. When it says Esau was a man of the field, listen, it means Esau chose to forsake his family unit. He chose to forsake his his family, his loyalty to his family, and his family's commitment to God. He he was a man of the field. The, The idea is Esau, he went out from the family unit. He's rebellious. He, he, went, he went out from the family. He went out into the surrounding country. He, he mingled with the local folks, the Canaanites. We're going to see in the next chapter, Esau will marry a couple pagan Hittite girls. And it says when he married those girls, it was a source of grief for his parents. So that's Esau. Esau, he's out in the fields where he's not supposed to be out there. It's, it's not meant as a compliment here that he, he's out in the fields. Esau was rebellious. Now listen, if you're taking notes, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16. Jot that down. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16. There it says, there in Hebrews 12, 16, Esau is described as a profane person. A profane person. What does that mean? It means Esau was godless. He was godless. He was profane. The, the root word of the word profane is the word fain. The word fain means a temple. A temple. So the word profane literally means outside of the temple. Esau was outside of the temple. Esau uh, was profane. He, he, he was godless. He, he didn't have a relationship with God. God had no place in Esau's life. Esau didn't care about God or what God thought. He didn't care about God's covenant with his father Isaac and his grandfather Abraham. He wanted nothing to do with God. He, he was, he's, he's out, out in the field. He's, he's out there. You know, sometimes you'll hear parents, like my one son, he's, he's just, he's out there. Right? Esau is a profane person. He's he's completely godless. In contrast to Jacob, who is described here as a mild man. Again, we hear that word. Your translation might say a plain man. And we we picture kind of this this homely kid that likes to stay home and and is delicate or whatever. Okay, so this word mild man... This Hebrew word is used here for Jacob. It occurs, listen, 13 times in the Old Testament. And this is the only place in the Old Testament that it's translated mild. It's the only time it's translated mild. And and again, we get the idea of Jacob being a mama's boy because he's described as mild. But this is the only time in the Bible this word is translated mild. Listen, nine times it's translated perfect. Perfect. He's a perfect man. Twice it's translated undefiled. Once it's translated upright. Well, that, that's, that's a whole different thing than mild, isn't it? To say that he's perfect, to say that he's undefiled, to say that he's upright. The same Hebrew word is used in Job chapter 1 to describe Job as a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. 
It's used in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, to describe Noah as a perfect man. It's used in Psalm 37, verse 37, where it says, Mark the perfect man, or watch the perfect man, and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. The word means perfect, it means undefiled, it means upright. In other words, Jacob wasn't mild, he was upright. In contrast to Esau, who's profane. Who's godless. Jacob is is upright. His heart was right toward God. His heart was perfect toward God. Again, in contrast to Esau, who was profane. See, this is a different picture, isn't it? Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now let's finish today's message. It's a different picture than a kid who likes to stay home and drink herbal tea and essential oils and romantic comedies. He's upright. He's upright towards God. It goes on in verse 27 to describe Jacob as dwelling in tents. Again, that doesn't mean he was a homebody who just didn't like going outside. It's not what it means. Jacob was a shepherd, like his father Isaac and his grandfather Abraham. Shepherding was not a job for sissies. David, remember, as a shepherd, he has to fight a lion and a bear to protect his flock. Shepherds spend all their time outside. When the angel announced the birth of Jesus to the shepherds, the shepherds were outside in the field watching their flocks by night. The phrase dwelling in tents means Jacob chose to stay within the family clan. He chose to be loyal to his family and the family responsibilities. Jacob was dwelling in the tent. Jacob was doing the right thing. Jacob was uh, uh, keeping his, his obligations to his, his family while his brother Esau was out wandering in the fields doing the wrong thing. Jacob, in other words, Jacob is the responsible son. Esau is the irresponsible son. Jacob is upright toward God. Esau is profane. This is why God chose Jacob over Esau. This is why in Malachi, in Malachi, God says, Jacob I loved, and Esau I hated. God said that. God said that. Yeah, God said that. Jacob I loved, and Esau I hated, because Jacob was upright and responsible, and Esau was profane and irresponsible. That's the contrast here. That's the contrast. Look at verse 28. 
It says, and Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Isaac loved Esau because Esau made good barbecue. That's not a good reason to love your son, one son more than another. Well, you should love your children equally, of course, not prefer one over the other. But remember, the Lord had revealed to Rebekah that she was going to have twins and that the older was going to serve the younger and that the younger is the promised son and and so they, they know that, and Isaac is essentially ignoring God's choice of Jacob, and he's, he's preferring the, the irresponsible, rebellious, profane son because he's a good hunter and can cook a good steak. While Rebecca, she knows what God has said, and so she loves Jacob. Now in verse 29, we see just how profane Esau was. It says in verse 29, Now Jacob cooked a stew... And Esau came in from the field, so he comes home. You know, who knows where he's been? And he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, verse 30, Please feed me with that same red stew. It's literally like that red stuff. For I'm weary. Whatever you got there in the pot. And therefore his name was called Edom. The word Edom means red. So Esau was known by two names, his his given name is Esau, Harry, and his nickname was Red, Edom. Now watch what Jacob says, verse 31, but Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. As the firstborn son in the family, the oldest son, Esau had the birthright, the oldest son would become the patriarch of the family, the leader of the family once the father passes uh, away. And, and as the patriarch, as the oldest son, the oldest son would be responsible. There's a great deal of responsibility that comes with being the oldest son. He would be responsible for leading the family, making decisions for the family, caring for the family, both physically, the physical needs, and spiritually. The patriarch was the spiritual leader or the priest of the family. So being the oldest son came with a lot of family responsibilities and a lot of spiritual responsibilities. And by the way, God calls all of us and gives all of us different responsibilities within the family. Whether you're a husband or a wife or father, mother, a child, whatever it may be, we have these responsibilities. God, God ordained responsibilities within the family. Well, Esau, he has already demonstrated he didn't care about his family responsibilities. He's, he's profane. He's godless. He doesn't care about anything spiritual. Jacob knows that. And so Jacob said, sell me your birthright. Jacob wants the responsibility. He wants to lead the family. He wants to be the priest of the home. He's got a desire for that. And he says, sell me. Sell me your birthright. I'll take, give me the responsibility to lead the family. I know that you don't want it. Give me the responsibility. Now, just so you know, the firstborn son was allowed to sell his birthright to a younger brother in, in the family. So this wasn't something that was totally unheard of. That Jacob asked for here. And note here that Jacob is not twisting Esau's arm. He's not taking advantage of Esau. There's nothing in this passage that implies Jacob took advantage of Esau. 
Esau could just go into the tent and make a sandwich for himself if he wants to keep his birthright. And so verse 32, look at Esau. Esau said, look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? And Esau, of course, is exaggerating. He's not about to die. If you have a teenage boy, teenage boys are never hungry. They're starving to death. Mom, what do we have to eat? I'm starving to death. I'm going to die. I don't eat right now. So Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him. And he sold his birthright. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. And then Esau ate and drank, arose, and went his way. He didn't think twice about what he just did. And it says, thus Esau despised his birthright. Not not that he just didn't care about it. He despised it. Esau was willing to throw away everything God had given him for a crust of bread and a bowl of soup. I mean, that's how little he valued it. He, He was willing to throw it all away just to satisfy his flesh for a moment. And we all know people who have who've thrown away everything. Just to satisfy their flesh for a moment. Where it costs maybe their marriage or their family or their career or their reputation. Just for a few moments of pleasure. They value it so little. It doesn't matter to them. Esau sold his birthright for a piece of bread and a bowl of soup. Because it says Esau despised his, his birthright. He didn't want the responsibility in his family. He despised it. It, it. The word means it was worthless to him. I don't want this. And the point here is to show us just how Esau had no desire for the things of God and didn't value the things of God and didn't care about God's plan for his life, didn't care about the, the place of privilege that God had given him as the firstborn son didn't care about the responsibility to God and the responsibility to lead his family. He just didn't care about any of it because he's a profane person. He's a godless person and a profane person puts no value on God's plan for them or God's plan for their family. While Jacob, Jacob is upright in God's sight. And Jacob has a desire to fulfill God's calling and a desire for God's uh, God-ordained responsibility. He has a desire to lead his family. Give it to me. I'll, I'll step into that role. He's pursuing it. Right? He's pursuing that, that position of, of leadership, that position of responsibility. I, I want to take that on. I, I put that burden on me. Give it to me. And I'll lead the family. I'll be the priest of the home. I'll guide our family. I know that you don't want I'll I'll, do, I'll take it. Right? And so you see this contrast here between Esau 
and Jacob. One who is profane and one who is upright. One who is irresponsible and one who is responsible. He asked me how I know and I say Bring truer than the finest crystal We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.